Hello and welcome to another episode of the LV426 Degrees of Alien. And today, me and my co-host Jason. Hello, Jason. Oh, hello, hello. What a wonderful evening to be here to talk about some fine literature. Oh yes, the finest of fine literature, and that's unused movie scripts from the early 90s and late 80s. Yes, Alien 3 is turning 30 this year, so we decided to look at the Alien 3s that weren't. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have no idea about Alien 3 or the production of Alien 3, to put it very frankly, it was a living hell for 90% of the people involved. It has a lot of scripts uh, to its name, and I'm fairly certain we actually don't have copies of every single script. So I do think that we are talking about today, in total, there are, mainly we're talking about six scripts today, uh, and then we will also be talking about the a little bit about the Hill and Geiler scripts pre the final script, but that are that is six versions of alien 3 that never got made and there are almost assuredly many many more the earliest that we get dated back to is 1987 which is by william gibson which means it like took nearly five years for them to really get a a something that they they liked and to finally actually get this movie made and oh I, I, Jason, did you know about any of these scripts beforehand? I had, you know, I think we had discussed it at one point um, in relation to just talking about aliens in, in casual conversation. So I was aware there was a bunch of scripts out there. Um, I knew William Gibson had done uh, a couple scripts for it. I never read them, but I was aware, um, just as a fan in general, William Gibson's books. And I'd always heard great things about them. So I, I was generally aware. I wasn't really aware of how many scripts there were and how fucking bold some of these scripts <laughs> and um, uh, ambitious and sometimes kind of crazy, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I thought that at some point I had actually explored these scripts before. And reading through them this time, I was like, oh, no, I just read an article somewhere that minorly summarized half of these scripts. Because reading through some of these scripts, I was like, wow, I have not read this script before. This is absolutely nuts. Uh, most of, of these scripts, actually, um, the biggest awareness of these scripts is undoubtedly the, the William Gibson drafts. The William, both William Gibson drafts have actually been expanded for uh, secondary material. There is a audible, there is an audible drama that is reuniting, um, you know, a whole bunch of characters um, from Aliens that were that came back uh, for Alien Three, and it's like this huge, um, you know, production of the second draft uh so that is 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 very interesting to hear lance henriksen and michael being back in there and they are all kind of coming together to do um a basically a radio play of that second draft and then there was also a comic book release for the second draft 
And then last year, there was a full novel written by Pat Cadigan, who um, adapted the very first draft into a, a full novel. So so those are the, the two that get the most play. And um, I would say they are clearly the best. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I would. Uh, well, well, well. Def- define best. So I, I, <laughs> I, I guess we'll get to this. I think the William Gibson ones are the most interesting. And we'll talk about that. Um, it also makes sense that they'd be the ones that be adapted to um, – secondary material because i don't think the problem with the gibson scripts are they're bad it's that i think for the time a lot of this stuff is unfilmable do you know what i mean like it cost especially the first script is probably outside the purview of something they'd want to spend money on to make a it would be hard to make that one today i feel like because yeah it's not yeah it's fucking awesome it's so fucking rad like if i was gonna tell somebody there's two scripts I would tell people to read, and I'll get to my second one, but the, the first one is the first William Gibson one. It's – oh, man, the, how it starts off is so, so fucking cool. Let, let's just get into that right now then because we're going to go through this chronologically. So we're going to start with that first draft, so talk about that. So, and I imagine we're not going to do our normal intro for this podcast because it's pretty – you know, we don't have to do a big – you know, my normal intro, so we're, I guess we're just going to go through – yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's not yeah, really okay. much of uh, it's going to take way too long to summarize all these scripts. So we're just going to talk about these scripts. Would you like to see this? Would you have liked to seen this made? What do you like about the script? What do you not like about this script? For some of these, it will be hard to find um, what you like about the scripts, but we'll get into that. <laughs> I think the one I think my other one is going to surprise I think it you. probably will. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so Alien 3, that first William Gibson draft, what do you like so much about it? Um, it is absolutely graphic, oh, violent. So gra- and in interesting ways. It's so fucking in cool. In interesting ways. Yeah, in interesting ways. It's not, you know, the dinner scene is the only alien Pro- the, the scene where the alien breaks out of the dude's skin while they're sitting at the dinner table. It's I'm sorry, is the character a woman? Uh, or it's a, a it's a woman. So the, the I uh, it's again, this is something that it's like because I've seen this adapted three times, right? So yeah, no, no, no totally yeah. fine. Um, I, th- that's my fault. I, I did take notes. I took copious notes, but I just couldn't remember on that point. So uh, thank you for that. Is legitimately would legitimately be the only thing I've ever seen in an alien script that would t- maybe possibly top. The uh, the scene in the first right. alien, because it, it right. What's really scary about that scene because it's it's less about uh, an alien coming out of you and more of you are turning into the alien. Into it, yeah. It's almost like a werewolf transformation. Yes, scene, yes, and, and it's you know? really really frightening. As there are like quite a few instances of the script, and I think one of the things that really to me makes it even more frightening is because I do have that extra knowledge of having read the book version, right? So Pat Cadigan does a lot with like someone starting to realize that they are like transforming into something. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that's not no, so much. Well, no, cause yeah. you, you can't get like inner monologues, right? Like you just get people start screaming and they're like, <laughs> they're like 
There's that description of, though, at the end, it reaching up and ripping yes. the skin of the face off is, oh, it's God. It's so gnarly. God, can you imagine seeing that on film? That would be fucking nuts. That would be so crazy. Yeah, well, because it basically, what's really fascinating about this first William Gibson script is that it really, in many ways, it it breaks, like, most of the rules of Alien, but it does so just to make it really scary. And, like, so, like, uh, there, there are some, like, yeah. logical things with this script where I'm, like, what? Because at one point they, like, randomly introduce, like, a full-grown queen. And then, like, a few scenes later there's another queen that's also full-grown. Yeah, the timeline frame. But, like, yeah. here's the thing. It's kind of like, wonky. I don't think about it that much because it's just, like, the script is just moving. So, like, it's one of those things where you think about yes. after you've read the script and after you've kind of experienced it. But as you're reading, because it's, like, so fast-paced, and it just... It fucking yeah, rips. and it just starts going, and it just it expands in ways that I just really was not expecting. Because especially, like, that first draft has such, like, a... The the, the world uh, of the station is, is very elaborate and is, is very interesting because, like, you know oh here's like this old pub that they have and like what is it it's like designed to look after like an old british pub and like here is like this big mall area they have and like oh here's the engineering yeah. section here's some places that are like currently in production and like it's it's so such a massive script in that regard and then the ending of the script is like one of the things that i do like it's one of those scripts that starts off really well, but it does. I think it like the ending needed a little bit more work because it just seems like people going through new spaces. <laughs> True, I, I would I would agree with that. I, I mean, here's the thing though. Here's what you're also getting in this script that you're not getting in any of the other scripts, right? You're getting more Michael Bean. You're getting more yeah. Lance Hendrickson. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're fucking getting and I do not underestimate the power of a fucking early 90s Michael Bean. Do you know what I mean? Or late 80s. That dude could carry a scene, right? He does great in the Alien 3 uh drama that they did. And and I'm also sure. like when Gibson writes it it sounds like Michael Bean's like it sounds like him yes. from Aliens and it's yep. like it's and that's a problem in some of the other oh, scripts. Oh, yeah, we'll that is a too. big problem um, in some of these other scripts, writing pre-existing characters. Because this one is just really, really uh, fast-paced in, in that regard of you get that he has watched the movies. <laughs> so, some, you know, I feel like because at, at certain points, like, Gibson will be like, oh, this will look reminiscent to the tech that they were using in Aliens, like, uh -huh. in that, the fucking descriptions and stuff like yes. that. So you're like... Oh, he's, like, concentrating on, like, making a world and, like, further expanding the world of Alien in a lot of really interesting ways. Yes. I will say that um, uh, it's pretty, like, the, 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 like, the Cold War aspects is, like, pretty dated. <laughs> like, even even when it he is, wrote but, it, but, it's, like, pretty dated. Like, yeah, it, it is, but Gibson does have, like, a nose for politics in a way that I think just sort of works in this world like I, I get what you're saying it's totally true but just the idea of the upp you know i think that's one of the things that's captured most people's imagination about these scripts is the um creation of the upp 100 percent, right? because like i said like they were referenced in the colony war book we read this year yeah. and they had never appeared in anything officially until the rpg but people like glommed on to the the ideas in the, these unused scripts 
and started to yeah. like make that actually canon in the alien universe right like he does he does such a good job of world building even though they didn't use the script which is nuts he does do a great job of world building in this script it, um you know uh, um and i just want to get all this stuff out because i know we're going to talk about the second one but the second one to me is sort of the first one but boring well yeah well because i because <laughs> what i think i i feel like they said i think they told him to chill the right, fuck out i think i feel like they like you know they're like hey gibson baby we love you give us whatever you want and he he gave them exactly what he wanted and they said gibson baby we love you but here's what the actual budget is going to be and he's like oh (laughs) oh i mean they had to read that script and be like god damn this is an amazing script oh yeah you know what i mean unlike some of the other ones because like it really it's especially when we're going to talk about some of these other scripts but like just from like i've read a lot of scripts in my day and like these scripts are very readable and were like very fun mm-hmm. and interesting to read, and I was I was very much uh, kind of surprised about how um, how readable these are. Especially again, uh, like I've heard that some people didn't think that Gibson took these scripts uh, super seriously, and I have to disagree because I do feel like he he definitely made a conceited effort to to do a, these scripts. Maybe I mean the dude's immensely talented, that's true, right? That's true. Even 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 his like. I don't give a shit about this is good as well. That, that could be the case. It is like twice of some of these other scripts, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, he's not like a script writer no, either, right? No, he's not. So well, you know what I, I mean? Trying like, to figure out had he done any scripts. And he's done a few scripts, but like most of it is after yeah. this, right? Like he, he did like Johnny Mnemonic, which is like a few years after this. And then there's a few X-Files yep. episodes that were written by, by Gibson. Right. Uh, which which are very funny episodes. They um, are. They're a little. They're weird, very weird. But... They don't date very well, but I love them very much. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, this is not his his trade, and you can kind of tell because like some of the like he's got more descriptions than a lot of the other people who who like do some of the writing in this because like. But it doesn't drag. No, the it, it down doesn't much. drag. But because you're like, oh, this is like this is good. Like this is like you just wrote a paragraph of a book <laughs> and you just like put that there, right? Like it does sort of feel like. That. And it works in the script though that's yeah, the thing that's yeah. crazy about it right so when we're saying this is sort of unfilmable i think we're talking just to be clear budgetary yeah. not not in the sense that like what's written is a great novel but not a good script no i think this is actually a really good script that could be filmable if you had an unlimited budget yeah. of like 50 countries yes. you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean that's the, that's the, that, that is that, that is the problem <laughs> Because like it's it's very fascinating uh, uh, that he goes to go this far. Because it's like okay, if you were gonna try to do a script like this, normal people would be like, okay, I want to do a bigger script, so I'm gonna have to tone down the violence. Not Gibson; he does not tone down nope. the violence. So this nope. is like very expansive and also incredibly violent, which I just. Oh goodness! Is awesome. Yeah, that's hard to do, ladies and gentlemen. Like it's hard to get all that expositional world building while absolutely slapping like this. Like it is moving, moving this script. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it, to get this world building is just impressive. Honestly, it really is a masterclass in um, exposition. Sometimes you can feel it a little bit, right? The, vi- the the action is moving and we're doing exposition at the same time, right? And it seems like, okay, maybe this doesn't exactly fit in this, but for the most part, it really runs together, in my opinion, and would work great. And, and also, we do have to, like, point out that this is, like, the first draft as well, right? Like, 
<laughs> yeah, stupid. Had he been allowed to probably like refine, refine it a little bit more, like I think a lot of these would actually be, um, you know, would have been kind of ironed out a little bit, right? Because I, I, I do, I do see what you're saying at certain points and yeah it, it's one of those yeah. things where like when you're looking at a script for a movie you are very very rarely looking at the first draft of any script right so it's it's mm-hmm. one of the things where if you don't know script writing that much you won't understand how impressive this is for a first draft of a script anything anything first oh, well, draft, that's true right? anything first draft. anything half the shit that you like the greatest authors you can think of if you looked at the first draft it's, it's dog shit. Like it's well, right, cause, Yeah, because you, know you have I mean? to like refine ideas and like you have to go through the editing process and, and all of this stuff, right? So that's why those editors are extremely important in every art, right? Mm-hmm. Like very, very important. I guess let's move on to the second draft, I guess. Um, and I think... I, I really don't have I, much I, to add. I, I don't have much because I... But I do want to talk about how some of the changes in this draft I don't like. Um, for example, I think they kill off Rossetti, like who is like this main yeah. military brass in the in the first script, and he's just a great piece of shit. Like, and, right? And he's like a believable piece of shit in that, like, you're kind of like, oh, I kind of understand what you're trying to do, and I understand that you don't want to do this, but you're also going along with it, right? And he's like a very interesting character, and especially near the end of this script, a lot of characters have very pointed dialogue towards him. And that pointed dialogue still exists in the second draft, but it's not towards anyone <laughs> specifically, right? Yeah, he's dead. They're spitting out his well, grave. No, <laughs> but they're not even spitting out his grave because they don't even say Rosetti's name in that discussion. They just go, ah, oh, yes, you're right. Somebody fucked it up. And, some... and you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. that doesn't have the power of him. <laughs> like... But that's what you say when someone's dead and you're shitting on yeah, him, right? Yeah, that's true, <laughs> but they don't mention him at all. We'll ask Rex Pickett about that sometime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's and and one of the things I absolutely do not like about the second draft, and something I've never liked about the second draft, is I do not understand why the OG Xenomorph is in it at all, at all. They they do this really stupid thing where it through, feels like a note. It does. To me. It feels like one of those stupid notes because it's 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 a it's a scene that you see in every bad movie when they introduce a new villain that has to like kill the old villain or like an old villain has to like be like no i'm still the cool villain i kill this new villain because for the majority of the script the original alien is doing jack shit he's just chilling in a in a fucking bay and then he gets one person and he cocoons them and then just chills the alien just chills yeah. until it eventually comes across a new alien and then just totals it immensely and super quickly. And you're like, why was that? I don't like that because it's not that interesting. Mm. Uh, and it also just doesn't make any sense because, like, the alien just stagged it. <laughs> that alien just stagged it. There's only one of the, like, the new alien in the, in the, the further script. And that it it, it kind of hampers some of the very fun parts about the uh, like the original script because the, the original script had like some amazing things of like you know oh Bishop does this amazing shot across and like bam kills the queen and da 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 and like all these like very cool action beats are less because there's only one of them now 
so they can't really do any of the cool action beats that uh you know uh, Gibson was really good at writing. They do a very, very dumb way to keep that creature alive in that at one point Hicks like shoots the creature and the creature like comes up like and floats up to the top of the surface and then later on you find out he missed. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yep. What is this? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, if anything, I feel like <laughs> uh, Gibson was kind of like a little bit uh, sad about doing this script, so he didn't give us much. I totally believe, agree. It's like the life is sucked out of yeah. the script, in my yeah, opinion. It's... That's why I don't really just even like talking about when I talk about it, because it's like it's kind of depressing reading the second script versus the first one, which is so chock full of like creative energy. And the second one, even if he was only trying half ass, there's like so much creative shit in the first one. I mean, we didn't even talk about the genetic shit. That's, and that's, you know, really talk about some genetic conversation about cancer cells and shit and all that stuff in the first. Well, script, right, right. Yes. Because there is, there is a very, interesting uh way of talking about like genetic warfare and biological right. war <laughs> and like that's dope so fucking and also dope. one of the things that i thought was very very interesting and this this does appear in both scripts is that they in the gibson drafts they pretty much blatantly say what would later be revealed in like prometheus and the alien covenant in that this is like an engineered bioweapon like they well, said like, yeah. wow, the like the, the the DNA is like really easy to manipulate. So it's like almost like this was something that like was built up. And obviously those ideas were not even thought of, right? Nobody had was thinking about that. Um, so it's not like I just thought it was interesting that like they eventually went. Well, there. David Lindelof wrote that Prometheus yes. script, right? So I'm sure he fucking read the shit out of like he's a dude that probably read all of these scripts like three thousand times. You, you, you know, know what, what I mean? that that is fair, and I I honestly I would not be surprised if if maybe some that like some Gibson stuff actually ended up making all of its way to Prometheus. So and probably because he wanted to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he seems like that. Type yeah, of dude. no, I, I wouldn't be. Uh, and people hate Damon Lindelof. I know they do, but like, uh, you know, I, I have the a lot of respect the, for like him. Like the the leftovers alone, um, I am I can never say a mean thing about David Lindelof. Now, the greatest television show. The of amazing all time. Television okay. Show. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get off a tangent on that. But you know the the thing the other thing that makes this a tough sell in a couple of these other scripts is just like. What did they just not think that Sigourney Weaver was going to agree to do an alien? They did not. They did not. And is that why they just kill her off in like like half the time? They don't kill her off. Like they do in some of the later scripts, but the Gibson drafts, the one that makes no sense is that she's just in a coma. And then she gets yeah yeah she just she gets the like thrown off she just into the like <laughs> they throw her into the space they, <laughs> they shoot, shoot her off her into space, space you know and I'm like I guess it's good that she's still alive but I'm like I'm guessing that what they're thinking is well he's thinking is like well maybe give her an out for the fourth one or something and I don't want to kill that character because I love that character that's a William yeah Gibson like I guess but like I think you maybe could have like figured out something where like maybe the UPP stole her and like then something happens with yeah. her right oh yeah like, I, agree. I think you could yeah, have done it's not a good solution something yeah. with, with, with I do though I do like that Newt gets like a nice send-off which I guess we did not did not mention it uh but this is the only time I would be able to say anything remotely well the happy. first script they go into detail <laughs> about her getting ripped to fucking shreds which is nuts. not not Newt Newt gets off. Yeah, they do the full face hugger 
thing in the first one, don't Not they? Not for Newt though. Newt gets off both times. Newt is Newt is off the off off world before. Oh yes, you're right. I'm sorry. The first one she survives, and then they send her off. Yeah. Right in the second one, it's the it's not until later that they. Oh yeah, kill they him, murder right? Newt the, uh, hard G- in all these other scripts, and the Gibson no scripts. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Gibson the saves Gibson's her. I forgot. Gibson just totally nicely right. writes her off, but it's like she's gonna go live yeah. with her grandparents, and I'm like, that is nice. That is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot it because she draws the map, yeah. and then you know when they shoot, <laughs> shoot Ripley into space, he just stops the fucking map in her. So shirt. she can just. All right, I guess I'm going to Iowa. Is there aliens in Iowa? <laughs> like, is that what's supposed to be? Well, if there's an alien four, there definitely will alien be. Alien four in Iowa. Oh shit! And James Kirk might be there too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe. Is this oh, you from Iowa? God. So yeah. So yeah. You know. Um, do you want to go to the Eric Red script now? Oh, I fucking am dying to go to the Eric Red script. <laughs> dying. The okay? Eric Red script is dying. one of the fucking weird. Whoa! I did not realize that it was set to be directed by Rennie Harlan when the Red script was uh, written. Oh wow! If wait wait wait, I need I I I really I need to set this up. Okay, I really you know Rennie Harlan. I can't imagine this movie fucking being made by anyone else, really. I mean, you, you know, know what? That's I mean? perfectly uh, reasonable. This would been would this <laughs> been right after Dream Child? Because <laughs> when did Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Child come out? Yeah, <laughs> it has to be right after or right before. It would have been the same year. Did he year? Did imagine he get, that. Did he? Was he like in this the writers' room for Dream Child and Alien Three, and they was trying to figure out which one he would do? <laughs> I wish he had directed. This. So here's the thing, That's right? Insane. I want to talk about the things I didn't like about the Eric Red script first. Okay. Okay. Because um, I have so much to say about the things I didn't. What like. you like things about this? Fucking love you this like script. This okay, fucking listen. Eric Red script, really? <laughs> I fucking love this, this script. So listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm hearing you. I re- <laughs> I think you're forgetting a lot of things about this because <laughs> you did not reread this. <laughs> no, I did this not podcast, reread correct? this script because it's. Oh, so let me refresh your memory. Let me refresh okay. your memory. So here's the thing, right? All right, Sam Smith. I fully recognize this movie could never be made. <laughs> no, okay? it's stupid as fuck. Okay. Yes, yes, in the best way. So, so, <laughs> this would be one of the all-time great bad movies. <laughs> okay, okay? okay, you know what? So you let, know me, what? let me get fair, to it. Fair, Um. Yeah, so here's the... There's some really fucking vile language at the beginning of this script. There's an F-slur. They were calling Asian-Americans vile shit cut the that's like two pages though cut that part out cut the, the language out and i'm good to go with this making this film okay. okay here's the problem with making this film is that you're not getting an alien forever this is the fucking titanic hitting the iceberg in a glorious way and sinking to the bottom of the ocean like this is fucking bananas right like in the you know you said that maybe william gibson didn't give a shit writing the first script i think Red was like fuck you mother i can't imagine he wrote this script thinking anyone would ever make i think i think at first at first it is kind of written in a way that you think you can make it because it starts off where most of it seems to be set at like this like fake 
old western town yes. like this middle american dust bowl town yes it's like if you fucking picked up perfection yes. right yes. with an alien and all the people in perfection had pigs and were fucking them vigorously <laughs> like this is what is happening in this oh, movie God, like I forgot, this is... I <laughs> this is this is this movie is would be incredible so so but the but the thing is you couldn't make an alien four after this because you've you've lit the whole thing on fire like this is b movie material right so in, unless you had like marge simpson come out at the beginning of alien four and be like we apologize for what happened last time <laughs> <laughs> were were there al ali animal hybrid aliens with chickens and pigs with little pig legs? Yeah, that happened. Was there eating pussy in zero gravity, which turns into a chestburster blood orgy? A hundred percent. Was there a fight in a space McDonald's with golden arches where a man's motorcycle blows up for no reason? Yeah, that happened. A cow xenomorph that sprays acid out of its udders and then turns around and kills a girl with a fucking extending mouth <laughs> definitely happens. <laughs> I end where the father of the main character turns into a gigantic kaiju-esque amorphous alien blob which then picks his son up sheds a human tear, says he's sorry, and then places his son on the escape ship while they nuke the planet. And then... That definitely and happens. And then the fucking ship turns into an alien. <laughs> they also talk about how they can use aliens into, into living tanks. I... Oh, my God. Please make this movie. I would watch the fuck out of this movie every day of my life until there, I There are die. so many questions. For example, since what we know... I, there's no so answers, with, and you so don't need them. For, because of what we know about what this town actually is, in that it is part of a space station, that is, it's specifically made to look like an old town, <laughs> why is it the shit... Like, when you enter the fucking town, somebody spray paint Shitsville under it. They made this. They wanted this. This is a fucking American dream. Why were they? Movie fucking would rule because it would rule. Unless that was like there's like some corporate media whale you're trying to be like. Oh, yes, so good. The, uh, the humans they they want to live in this small American town, but we have to make sure it looks like there's some type of anarchy. So when the sign says North Star Population 251, we must make sure we get Banksy to write Sitville under it. <laughs> I can't believe you have to agree with me that you want to see those things on screen. Don't. I don't. You don't want to see an alien cow hybrid that looks like an alien until you fucking milk it and acid sprays out of its udders? Come on. That is insane. That is so good. like a vat of, like, murdered animals. Like... I love this fucking script. It's so funny. It's also the shortest and like, script, I believe. Uh, God, it felt like it because I was reading fucking... Um, I, Mr. Red must have taken an LSD sugar cube and dropped it into absinthe and drank the entire thing in one down before he started the script. Like, it's fucking incredible. And by there's all sorts of weird shit in this script where there's like on this space station there's McDonald's there's a fight in a Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. 
<laughs> people are just drinking Slurpees in space. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's a mansion, like, fucking, like, a Culver's or whatever the fuck they're talking. Like, there's just, like, fast food chains. I'm like, what year are we in? Does Wayne Lutani own fucking 7-Eleven now? Is that... <sighs> I fucking love it. I love it. And then, like, the rednecks roll out. And they ha I swear to God. I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen. They have a high noon showdown <laughs> in the streets with the aliens. Yes, they fucking do. Somebody looks at their watch and says, oh, look at that. It's high noon. And then they fuck. And they ha you have like a soda can roll across like it's a fucking tumbleweed. Like that's written into the script. How is there wind? It's a space station. It's fucking. It's powered by genius. Andrew. Oh, and then the underground becomes a stereotypical military base. And it's just so like. You couldn't want, you didn't want to live anywhere else. You couldn't have made them make like a cool space station. You wanted to live in a shitty northwestern town. Yeah, it's the only place in the galaxy where you can get a fucking Slurpee. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get fucking Zeno Slurpees. In a McDonald's. I'm surprised you, you can get, get a Big Mac. I'm surprised you didn't get like the fucking Slurpee machine turn into a Xenomorph and just start acid, <laughs> action slushies and like just melting people's heads off. I mean, I, I can't, I mean, I don't understand. Like, this is like the purest punk rock fuck you. I'm going to write this script. Okay, you're going to pay me to write this script here to stick this you up You know what? Ass. He definitely like, did get paid for this, right? Like, that's how that works. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> he fucking rules. <laughs> He's just like, I'm not. And God damn, I would watch this movie. Like, I under this movie would be on all the bad movie podcasts from here to return. 100%. If they made 100%. this movie. 100%. And you're telling me that that doesn't have value? Like no. this this script has so much value in just. It's got the fucking alien. I want to see this like, movie so bad. You realize where the fuck the alien franchise would be if this fucking movie came out? Every there'd be. <laughs> That's the other thing. You have Alien, Aliens, both relatively serious movies, and then this movie comes out. You would oh, wait God, now. Please. It would become the fucking Children of the Corn franchise, where there would be Alien seventy five, seventy six. Where like Bishop comes back as a Slurpee machine. Like there's. I'll be honest with you, and I like Alien three, and we're gonna talk about it. I would trade Alien three and all the Alien <laughs> stuff after this for this you're movie. You cancel. You get out this podcast. I know I've just made everyone very angry. I understand that. I understand that. But I got to be true. I got to be true to me, baby. You know? And this fucking script is cuckoo bananas. I would laugh my ass There's off. There's a guy named I'm Agar. just saying. <laughs> Eric Red, I fully believe. I fully. If this movie was made, I fully believe that Ridley Scott would be in prison for murder. <laughs> he would have showed up at Eric Red's house and shot him in the face. <laughs> it would be the only time James Cameron and Ridley Scott would have teamed up and <laughs> take out Eric Red. The characters are so bad in this movie. They're so I bad. Like, listen, I like oh some God. Eric Red scripts, okay? Like, the movie Bad Moon is a very, very fun and, and dumb um, like werewolf movie. Yeah, you tell me this wouldn't be fun. No, because I would just sit there crying at what we had. Little, I swear to God, the pigs are described as having little pig legs. <laughs> the alien pigs. You know what? Little you know pig what? legs. It's still not as.
stupid as alien sheep with wool. I'll say okay, that. Okay, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. We'll get to that, but it's not okay. as stupid <laughs> it's as alien not, wool. It's, and it's trying to be stupid. That's the insane thing. Is it, It's clearly trying to be stupid. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, did he laugh when he handed this in? Like, was he just laughing to himself? I laughed when I read it. I hope so. That'd be amazing. <sighs> why, why haven't we interviewed this guy? Why haven't anyone interviewed this guy? I don't know. And then just ask, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you write We're going to interview him for this podcast, and I'm going to just tell him straight up, Eric, I fucking love this script. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, just so you know, Eric, I, I fucking, fucking love this script. script. <laughs> <laughs> the one-liners. Oh, God. Oh, my God. In the dumb, like, the dumbest fucking main character. The... The dad, the whole dad and him stuff is just like so stilted and stupid. And he, anyone could play this dude because he's just white dude. Like that's that's the character, white dude, white dude, 100%. white dude. Hey, white dude, what's it like living in small town America that just got attacked by Xenon? Great, because I'm white. What would you even? Think? What would the, except for the what would the trailer even look like for this movie? <laughs> like, Oh my god. Can you imagine the trailer for this movie? Oh god. It's just Jim Cameron with his head in his hand. Going, <laughs> just Jim Cameron crying for Fuck. like 30 minutes. <laughs> See the movie that made James Cameron cry. We just saved you from Avatar. <sighs> uh, and then they give this dude this to write the script for Avatar 2. Can you imagine? Um. <laughs> Why are there Avatar pig hypes? <laughs> Alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm Avatar pig. Why is Jake Sully doing those things to a pig? Anyways. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I could talk about this script all day well, long. It's it's so fun. I would recommend reading the script. Like, sk- there's some... I, I, like, it's just... It's an experience. Like, I, there, I'm going to warn you again. There's some Asian... Bad Asian stereotype shit. Oh, b- um, really? From in, a like, character piece of dialogue. named Sergeant Chong? Yeah. Oh, God. No, it's perpetrated against Sergeant Chong, actually. <laughs> well, yes. Um, he look, hey, he's listen, doing some able listen, shit, too. Let's do some so, readings from the script. Okay, here's some. Just, this is oh too random. Oh, God, lines. yes. I want to read this entire script. What the hell is going on down there, Briggs? Briggs. I don't know, <laughs> Hank, but something sure is. <laughs> Like, what is what kind of script is that? Brilliant. I'm like fucking like this. Mary, you guys want to play checkers? We could watch TV. Karen, mom, Mark, mommy, Mary, you want some cocoa? Karen, where's daddy? Mark, where's Sam? I'm like, what? What is this? Script? I'm telling you, Eric was in a fucking absolutely tripping face when you wrote this. None of the dialogue <laughs> makes sense or adds up. Oh, and yes, of course. Okay, let's, I'm not going to read out the going. Oh, so uh, good. You're telling me you don't. I, I know. We'll get to your favorite script, the fucking apocalyptic books. That's what don't you thing. dare. Um, just de- 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 <laughs> me. Uh, I, lo- I like this better than the next script. Okay, well. This is going to make you so bad. I know. The next script, written so, by David Toey, uh, or Toey, not exactly 100% sure, so apologies if we mispronounced that, is also in October of 89. So Eric Red was in February of 89, and then in October <laughs> of 89, they're like, let's not talk to that Red fella anymore. 
<laughs> Eric Red was banned from all Fox fucking buildings. <laughs> Given and most fucking... farms. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Given a restraining order and fucking burned all the scripts. <laughs> So oh, from here, God, that's how good from it here is. on down, we can actually see the elements of what would eventually become Alien Three, um, and you really do start to get it in in this script. Now, this script is one of the only ones that uh, of the, the the array that we have here. I wouldn't mind somebody kind of like tailoring this script and like maybe writing a book on it, like expand some of the ideas, rewrite some of these characters because like. I do think that this one definitely needed a few more drafts in order to really like be effective, but I did like it in a lot of ways. I do 100% think at one point Joss Whedon read this script because there is a lot of things that came into Alien Resurrection in this script. Am I crazy or did you notice that as well? Well, no, I mean, there's, like, there's the element in the script that's, like, um, I think this is the one with, like, the aliens in the glass cases well right? yes yes it is and then it, it they what do they call they call do they call it like new breed in this yes yes, yes and then the do. newborn yep. in in alien it's like the same alien thing. resurrection yeah. well it's not exactly the same thing a newborn it's pretty close got a front vagina but anyways <clears throat> uh, but the <laughs> it's a very <laughs> listen it's into videodrome leave it alone all right <laughs> Don't judge. Don't kink shame. All right? <laughs> it's newborn. I'm not going to anything shame it. Um, so, and then also there are like literally a scene where a character is like piggybacking on another character as an alien comes out of the water. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm seeing quite a bit of like alien resurrection in here. Most of the characters are kind of unlikable at the start. You know, similar to Alien Resurrection. Uh, this one doesn't have, and neither does the Eric Red script. So the Eric Red scripts and the David Torrey scripts have literally zero returning characters. Yes, I know. Well, can you imagine Sigourney Weaver reading the Eric Red <laughs> script and being like, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Eric Red knew what he had. He was like, listen, nobody's coming for, nobody's going to be in this movie, okay? <laughs> oh, God. The David the David Torrey script, though, it's like it's all set on a, plan, an, uh, an, a space prison. What? Prisonplanet.com. Oh, God. Um, um, <laughs> God damn it. Fuck you. God damn it. Uh, but I thought that, I don't know. What, did you not like the script? No, I didn't it's hate the script. It's not super well developed, but I think that has potential. Well, I love the final act of this film um, script. I think the final act rips. I just don't. It's very like early 90s prison shit well yeah, too. there's like, not much like, aliens oh, so in many. here like they come across Dude, aliens that's a little yes bit, that's the biggest problem you don't actually get much <laughs> alien action until that last little, little thing i felt like ian malcolm there are going to be aliens in this uh, film oh there? oh oh well there you go you just seamlessly transition to the point of can you believe that this had like cloning aliens from amber and it wasn't a ripoff yes, of, of jurassic park nuts i was yeah. like what because, like, I was reading it, and, like, the whole time I was like, oh, yeah, they just saw Jurassic Park, and they're just, for some reason, like, cloning aliens from, like, finding an alien in Amber. And then I was like, no, wait. No, they're not. What? This is before <laughs> Jurassic Park. So, like, that's weird. But it also doesn't make any sense. Because, like, okay, Amber is sap. that gets, like, like, condensed sap, right? 
Right. What was a how's a face hugger get trapped in amber? And, and in space because because <laughs> they the script opens with them finding the alien trapped in amber in like uh, an asteroid field. Like, yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, they're like mining asteroids. Yes, right? yes, they're like mining asteroids, and it just shows up for amber face huggers. Is that common? That they're also like far- farming them? I, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty dumb. I mean, it's somewhat interesting, but I, like, yeah, I, I think the element of the fact that it obviously gets used in Jurassic Park in the book a few years later, I'm assuming this comes down to something that was like in a science journal that was like maybe even popular news then that kind of gets picked up and, you know, pushed into sci-fi stuff. It has you know to what be. I mean? It has to be because um, there's no way that a guy just randomly was like, you know what? They, they found their face hunger in amber. <laughs> and they cloned it. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, again, you got Michael Crichton's like, you know what? We could do that with dinosaurs. Yeah. Michael Crichton found this script and was like, what? <laughs> the one thing, one thing I do not like about this script is that it's so close to earth. Like, I don't like that. It's like a satellite that's like right near earth. I find that pretty lame. I it's somewhat lame but also like I don't really mind that that much especially if you're going to do like set up an alien 4 on earth, right? Yeah. I think it's kind of a smart thing to do, and that's right? That's fair. This one was very easy to be sequelized cuz the thing explodes and it's, it's right. just a pieces of it could just fall on earth and then fucking they're running right. around Kentucky. Uh, and they're all in amber and I guess they all turn into amber or whatever. <laughs> yeah, when they blow up they, they all them. become an amber and then they <laughs> There's just a queen in amber, a full-grown queen. And, you know, we'd be getting Alien World Dominion this year, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I don't like is just, like, you know, we're doing real nasty fucking 90s oh, prison stuff. Yeah. Everyone's got to be a rapist. Oh, yeah, like, it's Everyone's... nasty in that regard. Like, And also, like, I, I, just, I don't know. they feel like they're trying fine, to do but, like, some commentary about, like, you know, they, they give everyone their sentences at the beginning. And, like, you know, oh, 17 counts of manslaughter, you get 20 years, blah, blah, blah. Oh, a bunch of heinous murders and sexual assault. So you can get out in 40 years. And then one lady is like, oh, you, inst- you did a riot against company property. You're here for life. And, like. I thought they were yeah. going to do something fun about that, but then that character is totally underserved. She doesn't get anything in this script, essentially. Right. She at one point sneaks some wire to them, and then she uh, sleeps with the her cellmate, and then that's her only other attachment to it. Like, she's never talked about on her own after that in the script. Like, it's always her and mm-hmm. him, and then it's like her being rescued from him. And I'm like... What is why did you do this? Like, why did you even put this character in here if you were gonna do because, like, I thought they were gonna do something kind of fun with that, and then she would have been such a better main character than the guy we got because, like, well, we got yeah. this, like, uh, yeah. sc- sc- scumbag grifter who's like a, t- a shitty used car salesman, right? Like, right, I think they're she's trying to do like a roguish, you know guy with the you know yeah. what i mean with the um scientists yeah, yeah. they always suck those uh, <laughs> <laughs> every, every single man who's ever thought that they were han solo sucks i guarantee it i guarantee oh it. for sure yeah for sure 
You know, they're either, you know, you're no, you're not even a lone star. <laughs> Fucking forget Han Solo. You know what I mean? I, I thought I got actually sort of excited in the middle of the script. I didn't like the first half of the script because it's just a bunch of like prison it's stuff. It's pretty generic prison and stuff, it's, to be fair. Generic, it's mean spirited, oh, yes. kind of in oh, some yeah. ways. Oh, no, not in some ways. It's a very mean spirited run. The fucking dogs get it, everyone gets it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I'm not against in theory for a horror film. It's just, I don't know, it's just not employed in an interesting way for me, at least. I got really excited when we got to this point where we discover like Waylon Utani owns this prison. I was like, holy shit, we're going to do corporate owned prisons. That's really prescient and interesting and you could do a lot with it the problem is you they don't do anything with that and i mean they do stuff with wayne tiny being greedy and like the typical alien stuff of they're after the you know they care more about capturing the alien than the people right but what would be awesome is if all these people were in prison for like debt right Instead of rape. A- any, well, can, right? You could do anything. Because Wayne Lutani is doing it. So let's talk about unjust, you know, we could do more interesting stuff. I mean, they're executing prisoners with this and they touch on this, but they're like, they don't do anything with like the death penalty. You know, they're just <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, you should have gassed them. They're basically, like, they're basically <laughs> like, look, 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 it's okay if you gas prisoners. It's not okay if you feed them to aliens afterwards, though. Don't do right. that. Or before, well, well, you know, instead of don't gassing do, them. Right? Don't do that. You, it's like you kill them twice. You can kill them once, but that's like you kill them <laughs> twice. They literally at one point go like, "That's like you killing them twice in the script," and I'm like, "All right." The problem is the morals. <laughs> uh, it was the, the gassing them? The problem is the xenomorphs. They're not yeah, licensed. Yeah. So that that really kind of ruins this for me because I think, I mean, because this is set up to have to say something about. Prisoners, right, right, and I then think. it says nothing. And it says nothing. I was really kind of excited when we got introduced to all these like different alien hybrids that they had done. Like, Wah. oh my god, it's like Gremlins yeah, too in this yeah. motherfucker. I was there's like, whoa, like, he's, this one's there's big. like a porcupine alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like, electric alien. Yeah, like like, there's one. This one that now has wears glasses. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? The like, smart it's alien awesome. Who does all the negotiations? <laughs> like, you know, tax break alien. Like, you know, there's all. <laughs> So many fucking love it, <laughs> but the problem is they they like the one big beefy alien comes alive for about five seconds and then instantly dies, and you're like, oh, yeah, why what the did he fuck? die from this alien? This alien just came out of Ugh. a giant womb room, which I should not have said because it's really hard to say <laughs> womb room, <laughs> but that's what it is. Jesus. It's like they said like there's this room that is set up to look like a womb that. It's- Artificial, artificial womb, yeah. womb that has like an alien. Wouldn't it be so much more interesting and, and more interesting to say about like you know the death penalty or something if they like face hug them and were like, bam, like you're gonna die soon. Like this is what it's like, kind of thing, or like yeah, anything. Uh, face tuggers don't even appear Do other than in Amber. I'm so I'm sorry, I forgot, I forgot that that whole scene with Mr. DNA when he's like, ah, I'm Mr. <laughs> DNA. We take the DNA from the face huggers right here. Woo 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 woo. And we put it into the criminal industrial complex. Boop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <sighs> I, 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 uh, I think if you would have done a few more rounds of the script, I think you would have got something at least. Yeah, and again, no pig aliens, <laughs> no cow aliens, <laughs> no, s- no, no giant crying. <laughs> 
fucking aliens that say, I'm sorry, as it's getting blown up with no a nuke. No ships that <laughs> become aliens. Come, alien. Come on! Stop reminding me. Woo! <sighs> so good. Also, okay, here's a, okay, before we get off the script. What is up with the way that, like, they smelt things and then just fire it into Earth's atmosphere? <laughs> Uh, they no. smelt things and then they just fired into the ocean. I mean, yeah, definitely there's like tsunamis that are murdering fucking entire just fucking towns. Like, people afterwards. going fishing and just getting crushed by the yeah. <laughs> fucking whales just boom. <laughs> We're here to save the whales. <sighs> okay, never mind. There's no more whales left. They're all gone. <laughs> no more whales a big block yeah. of lead just fell into the ocean on them. Oh, shit. There was a. <laughs> <laughs> there was a rogue alien in Amber that we fired into her. Well, I, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought you set that up so that an alien could escape and then, like, land there. And I thought that was going to be the crux of the script. Because otherwise it makes zero fucking sense that they just, like... It's an Amber, so it just sinks to the bottom of the ocean and never does anything. It's just fucking stuck at the bottom of the ocean. No, it just like it infects the Meg, and then you have like the Meg alien. Oh shit! I love it. On to something nobody loves, and that is the next script, which is the fucking Monk Planet script. <laughs> oh god, this is the John Fasano script. I hate this so so much. <laughs> This is this is normally called the Vincent Ward draft, but he didn't write the screenplay. Why? Because he was going to be the director, I believe. Oh, yeah. So okay. it was. It, so what does that fuck does that have to do? Well, because I think he might have he came up with the idea and then worked with Fasano to to do the script. Oh, so we have him to blame for I this. I think so. Yeah. Instead of Fasano, okay. So you're off the hook, Fasano. No, he's all right? fucking not. So, so here's the thing. Um, I here's the things I like about this. Nothing. Script. We'll start there. The ending. Some of the characterization is good. I think the main character is interesting. Oh, what? John the fucking monk? Yeah, I just don't... I think he has nuance. Oh, yeah. 100% nuance. He's boring. I, and listen. Lame. Listen. I'm not saying I like the script, all right? It fucking sucks. It's my second... <laughs> le it's my second... Whatever. My I'm just going to start calling you Brother script. Jason okay. for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> no, you have to call me father, and I have to keep fucking being like, No, brother! <laughs> Ripley's in the script. So bad. Ripley's in the she's script. So she's here. She's really badly <laughs> written, but she's in the script. She's better written than another script that she's in, <laughs> but she is badly written. She does stuff. The android. There's an android in here that's somewhat interesting, but also weirdly done. Because <laughs> it's like, is he having visions or is he having dreams? But then it's like, oh my god, I guess I was having visions this whole time. But I was like, it's so what? fucking stupid. What? Why did you do that? Why don't you just make this person a human? I, I know you have a lot to say about this, so I'm just gonna say one of the things I really hate about <laughs> this script because I think there's something you might not bring up is like. It thinks it's doing reveals that are fucking obvious. Like it's like they're in this monk, this you know this this like abbey or whatever in this library, and there's all this setup of the monk riding down this fucking rope and like living in this medieval world. And it's like they open the hatch and da dum, they're on another planet. And I'm like, no fucking shit. I know I walked into <laughs> Alien 3. Did I think I walked into the name of the rose? 
No. What did, you, what did I think was happening in this fucking movie? That these that was going back into medieval times? No. I'm watching an alien movie. You're not revealing anything. And also, to me. like, there's that point where it's like, oh, all of Earth is destroyed. Yes, that's the, uh, the other thing. I was all bring up. of yes. Earth is. You must believe me. And like the whole time, like Ripley's like, I saw the clock. No, it's not. Like, like an hour ago. <laughs> I was, it was just. I was. Fucking, I was <laughs> it's like five minutes ago. I was drinking a Slurpee at Wayland Utani Seven Eleven. In New York City, an hour and a half ago. I just killed a whole bunch okay? of cow aliens and some, yeah. some guy crying over his fucking... Fucking no. I'm well aware Earth's alive. And then they're like, okay, I lied. And then they're like, but did I? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right. And then you're supposed to believe no, you that these are monks that were exiled with all the books because Whale Yutani didn't want people to read. Um, and like... Which makes sense. Hey, listen, that... You they would just up, burn the books. You know? Why would they send the books away with them? Why would they build them a place for a prison at all? They're an evil they should, company. Yeah, they would have killed they them. They would just have sent I, them I off like... on a ship and they're like, oh, whoopsie doodle, the ship exploded. Whap, whap, whap. It's okay. <laughs> In 80 to 120 years, those fuckers are so dead. <laughs> yeah, like this. With their books. And like it's supposed to be like a, oh, ah, yeah, this is the most evil thing the company could have done. A slow death amongst <laughs> millennials. And they're like not even. Like, they, like the, they're farming and shit. They're farming, whistling they're and fucking dancing in the fields. And then what's yeah. hilarious is that the android is like, yeah, they basically the company just stopped giving a fuck and stopped sending supply ships. So I don't even know yeah. why they bother with this whole thing if they just like having just having the most outrageous decks on in this fucking abbey for sure. That would right? be more interesting. Which is that great. Would be interesting. Which is great. That yeah, good for them. You know what I mean? But the yeah. fact is. There Fuck is yeah. nothing here. Even John is like, hmm, oh my, there are feelings towards women I am having. Oh, God. Oh, okay. but that kind of carries over into the later scripts, too, which we yeah, can talk about. Again, there's like layers to that, and it's interesting. Uh, I think it's nah, the, the final disagree. Alien 3 I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I, we'll get there. You I, I mean, I, I do think that. The fucking prisoners in the final Alien Three script are kind of just these monks, what? No, you know. No, no, I think they're more, <laughs> more than the monks. <laughs> I don't, I don't really think they're that much more. I, I, I mean, you, at least you get rid of this stupid android that's like having apocalyptic <laughs> visions for some reason. And like all this fucking, and we're supposed to believe. Oh, I found this old book, this this vision of a fucking creature that is like the demons of old. And I'm like, so were the uh, aliens just up. like? hanging out in medieval Europe and like that should have been the script you wrote instead of this if that's that what does you sort of also do. leak into the to the sort of what they're doing with that character in the final alien 3 the one that's Gallic, like who calling, is like very yes okay yes but also no because like it's 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 he's clearly not meant to be right in his right mind um, oh yeah of whereas course this yeah. is like literally a book that has a picture of the alien in it, and it's like, oh look, the whole books—they killed the alien! Wow! Turns out all this the demons. This sad motherfucker walks into the fire at the end too. <laughs> oh yeah. Of the burning okay, library. it has, it has the dumbest retcon of how to save Ripley. They fucking just shove a bunch of ginger down her throat. She pukes up the alien, and she oh, has yeah. to puke it into his mouth because that's the only way it'll work. Yeah, I do think 
What do you think? Ripley sort of having an abortion is interesting. Okay, that is interesting. Not her puking it into another man's mouth. Well, I mean, listen, we all have our kinks. I'm just saying, yes, I, yes, that's ridiculous. It, that the fucking him uh, sucking up the puked up embryo and then throwing himself into a fire. Like, why just is, throw the fucking wow? Em- just pick it up and throw it. Just pick it. Can't up. you gotta suck it? You gotta put that baby in your belly. You gotta impregnate that I, man I wanna... like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in the film Junior. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Junior, sir, and then <laughs> commit suicide. Okay, that's that's the that only really, answer. That's what's in the book. The very early uh, draft of Junior had a very d- dark and depressing ending, and this says Day to be was like puke that alien into his mouth. <laughs> I, you know, I just I don't know. It's just so fucking boring. like it, it's so dumb. It, uh, it is some really things dumb. were kind of interesting. Like I didn't mind that it had like. Um, like can't like a chameleonite like thing where like the alien would like look like it's yeah. like it's environment, but then but yeah, then like with the way they explained that that didn't happen to other movie was like oh I guess we was just in space so it was black and you're like um, yeah shut the fuck up you were in like a colony and stuff and the spaceships like it would have looked like that also very weird. Is that the ending of this script is a very similar to the ending for Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. And it also carries forward a lot in the following well, script. Well, yeah, like and, and it's one of the things that they is... had to um, change. I, I, I was reading in the notes, they had to ch- reshoot the final uh, element of, of Alien 3's like, climax because it resembled <laughs> too much uh, like Terminator 2. The aliens just give them the thumbs up. <laughs> As it goes. No, that's the monk. He's like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, now I know why you cry. <laughs> I know why you cry because you puke up an alien into me. <laughs> um, oh god. Jim Cameron sees that shit first. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> change the end to even to the, the point of, of that alien at the very end of the script is, like, it, it, the way that it looks and the, the camouflage is all, like, messed up. So it's got, like, weird, like, you know, part... Wood, wood and metal. And, metal yeah. and, like, all that things. And I'm yeah. like, that's literally what happens to the T-1000 in the director's cut. Like... Holy shit! You're right! <laughs> like, at the very end... Did James Cameron steal from this fucking script to make Terminator <laughs> no. 2? No way. Cameron, I know you're listening. <laughs> I guarantee it's time to come clean. Okay. <laughs> he is constantly step <laughs> forward, be a fucking man. It's like a tearful and press conference tomorrow, and it's just like I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you cry. Yes, <laughs> I stole from John Sano and Vincent Ward. Oh God. Oh God. This is so fucking dumb. This I did. I did like when dumb, the alien dumb, dumb. is murdering a bunch of monks in a field. Because it's like basically like that long grass scene from Jurassic yeah. Park two, like the Lost World yeah. again. Weird <laughs> before Jurassic Park, but it's like this because it's basically like uh, you know he's just running through and eating aliens and stuff, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Or maybe it's Spielberg that has fucking shit to say about this, you know? I don't know. I don't know. You know? <sighs> I don't know. But uh, now, 
I hate the script. Don't read the no, script. No, don't okay? read it. It's read just boring. I just found it so boring. I was like, this is... And I can't believe there was a callback to that stupid fucking rope pulley thing, the flying fox, <laughs> that he slides down. I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please go fuck oh, yourself. Oh, God. It's so bad. So bad. But you can see elements of this is getting into the final script. And elements, like I, a lot of this, you know, again, I really think the monk idea is really just lifted and imprinted on the prisoners. And the whole foundry thing at the end is basically the end of Alien, the Alien 3 scripts as we kind of move forward. That is true. You know? Again, I don't really understand how that can exist on a plant made of wood, but okay. How does that fucking work? Yeah. Everything's wood, and then they just got this super fire that's always burning. The fucking wooden planet. What are we talking about? What are we doing? <sighs> a planetoid. Oh, I'm sorry. Me. They say planetoid so many fucking times. Planetoid. 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 <laughs> it's actually not. It's a fucking wooden structure that has a time-release <laughs> greenhouse effect. Time bomb. The way that a, a corporate entity would be like, hey, you know, we're really fucking up this world. And these guys are like, hey, you should stop screwing the world. Well, what if we made this wooden planet, right? And it's... You laugh, but that's what Elon Musk has done to every Tesla, <laughs> evidently, because eventually they all just fucking blow up. You know what? So... That's fair. That's, <laughs> I could see Elon Musk like creating like, Oh, come work at my wooden warehouse. It's great and ecologically <laughs> friendly. My intergalactic wooden warehouse. I'm a genius. I swear you won't have to become a monk. Wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, God. How boring would that library be, by the way? Like, you can just tell it's a boring library. Well, I know. You don't like books. You know, you don't no, like I reading. I, I understand. Should be a lot. <clears throat> It'd be amazing. What are you talking about? Those books are chained. <laughs> they have to be something going on. It, this is like the fucking same shit that happens in Doctor Strange where they chain up yeah, the books. Yeah, and how was that movie? Bad. <laughs> Doctor Strange is fine. It's fine, oh, all right? Man, it's fine. Great. What do you think of these first Hill and Guiler script? Uh, the Walter Hill and, and David Guiler scripts? Because I, I know you wanted to talk about those before we talked to, about the Rex Pickett-specific draft. Oh, we have. I mean, we have to talk about the first. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, there's a lot here. I mean, I think we really a lot of these elements we've sort of talked about as we talked about the right. other ones that I wanted to talk about. It, you know, in a lot of this, it, you know, there's obviously a ton of retooling, but like the basic bone structure and everything is what we get in Alien, the final script of Alien. I, Alien, I think right? I think that the writing in this one is is like just like the character interactions are a lot better than some of the other scripts. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, it's just written in a way that is just easy to move through, yes, right? Yes, So I, I think that's important to lay the groundwork for when we talk about the Rex Pickett script is that, like, the formatting of the script is just totally fine. Like, it's, you know, it, it is moving quickly. It's not spending a whole bunch of time fucking describing shit that doesn't matter. It, it's just, like, it is a little choppy, but that's fine for a script. Like, you want it to kind of move, yeah. right, and describe what's necessary. And the rest happens when you make the film they don't really care about your fucking rhetorical flourishes so yeah i mean i and like you said i think the dialogue i think the characterization here is probably the best of any of them honestly yeah i i agree 
these characters are well fl flushed out, even from script number one. You have a sense that each person is different, has a different identity. Now, I think that gets even better as we move forward, actually, because some of these characters are like Prisoner 1, Prisoner 2, and there's more characters kind of added that are actual characters. But the ones that are here, I think, are well-developed. I think Ripley is great in this script for the most part. Well, and, and one of the reasons why that is is because, like, Hill and Guiler were, like, talking to Sigourney Weaver, right? Like, Walter Hill and David right. Guiler are the people who are, like, meeting with Sigourney Weaver, getting her involved in the project, and, like, starting to lead some of these scripts. And that's why, like, because of, uh, like, the Monk plan and everything, there's no, there's really no weaponry on that. And that's because one of the things for Sigourney to come back to the alien, she was like, I don't want to just make another gun movie. Like, there's, you can't have any guns in the next movie. I don't want to have... Which you know makes sense too like you want to up the stakes and that's a great way to up the stakes you know yeah. and also she just didn't like guns so. yeah yeah no no but i mean like it, it also makes sense if you're gonna make another alien film you're, you've done the ultimate gun film you've done aliens you know oh, what yeah. i mean why why make it again you're not gonna do a better job unless you're bringing jim cameron back you know yep. what i mean so and you're not doing that because he's he's fucking you know, off the rails at this point. He's into the stratosphere doing whatever the fuck he wants. Terminator 2. Yeah, exactly. Which you hate. But I, I think, is a great film. I do not hate Terminator 2. <laughs> it's well established that you do not like that movie on this podcast. <laughs> it's so fine. It, it's fine. Terminator 2 is fine, the ladies and gentlemen. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Oh, God, what an insane thing to say. I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's a good script. It's a good script. It moves. I don't have a ton. I mean, because I, a lot of things I have a problem with, I kind of want to save for when we actually talk about Alien 3. That's fair. I don't think there's a lot that I have. I mean, there's differences between this and the final script. But a lot of things I have a problem with, quote unquote, are things that I have problems with in the final Alien 3 film. Yeah, that's why I didn't really... I didn't... I only kind of breezed these scripts. I didn't really go into any super detail. Like, there are some things that never make it onto, uh, like, into a, a version of Alien 3. We will be talking about the the assembly cut, which adds a whole bunch to Alien 3 and basically kind of mm -hmm. makes it an entirely different film when we do talk about Alien 3. But from just the the even that version does not include that meat locker sequence where we find all right. of them like changed up and like gooified and like turning into eggs and pretty much they're they're using that that scene that that deleted scene from the original alien where we see that dallas is getting kind of cocooned and you can see that in mm -hmm. the alien director's cut which isn't really a director's right. cut it's more of a Hey, Ridley Scott basically starts that up. I'm like, hey, they wanted a director's cut, but I already think Alien's perfect, so I just added a few other scenes in, so now you can see them. But I don't think this is a director's and cut. And he's correct. I, and I agree, by He's correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, that seems cool, though. That seems yeah, totally cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a good script, you know? I, I, again, like the things I like about it, the characterization's great. The, you know, I do think that the religious shit is a little heavier in this first script, and it ends up being... Except we'll talk about the Rex Pickett script in a second with the things with that that are fucking real dumb, the religion thing. But I do, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's a good script, you know? It's no alien pigs. <laughs> but again, it's, it's one of those things 
where you can you can actually see where it goes from first draft to how it developed in the second draft to how it developed in the final yeah. draft. And in between all of that, we have Rex Pickett's draft. Now, well, wait, wait, wait. There's one thing in the first draft where they're like, you'll have to wait to see what the end is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're just cutting the end out? Stay tuned for the end. Like, you put that in the fucking script, really? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Okay, here's the thing that I didn't mention in some of the other scripts that I thought were fucking hilarious. In that Monk script, there's literally a reference to, like, a corner of Hollywood. Like, at one point, the Monk looks at someone, and it's like, the Monk looks at her like she's that guy who preaches on the corner of 17th Ave. With like, his pants down. Yeah. And I'm like, With his pants why off. did you put that in this what? script? What? <laughs> when did this monk go to fucking Hollywood? Oh, I guess he's just saying it as like an aside. Yeah, it's supposed to be like to an aside for the people who are reading them. And like, oh, I can't imagine I, reading I, that and being like, uh, I don't look at that guy weird at all. He's just like a dude who's preaching on the streets. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, he gets his pants off, I guess. You know, he's also having a good time. <laughs> hey, so, like, you know. so the second draft of the Walter Hill one is a really refined version of the first one. I think it steps it up a little bit. I think everything they add... Um, some scenes. I think they add the scene where they coat the walls in the flammable shit. Is that correct? The second. Okay. S- yeah. I believe so, um, yes. Because the yes. first script, I think, just has them running and locking them behind the doors. It has that scene, but it doesn't have the. And then it has a foundry scene. I don't think it ha- or the mold, as they're calling it in in this script, um, where they drop it into the lava and all that shit. Um, the second yeah. one has yeah. the the fire. Dylan dies in the first script and doesn't in the second script, right? No, he dies in both. Okay, it's the final. Yeah, it's gets the final draft okay. that Dylan doesn't die. So yeah, that, I yeah. think that's that. That's the only the big differences I think from the first to second is that like things are streamlined. You know, I just think it it there's not a ton of difference between the first and the second. That's not. So right after that second draft, they brought in Rex Pickett. And Rex Pickett has a very complicated way that he got onto the script. But essentially, if you don't know who Rex Pickett is, Rex Pickett is the man who wrote Sideways, a movie that, and book, because apparently it was a book before. I actually didn't well, know Well, he wrote that. the book. He didn't um, write the movie. He wrote the screenplay. No, he did not. not. No, he definitely did not. Really? That, <laughs> you know how I know that? Because that script won an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay, so there's no way that he fucking wrote it. Oh, yeah. Alexander Payne. Yeah, yeah. An actual screenwriter wrote that. Yeah. Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Because I was like, you know what? I I have mixed feelings about Sideways, but like, not that. Don't get me wrong. It's not that bad. Sideways sucks. But Sideways sucks because it's (laughs) about Rex Pickett. It is. Okay, I did not realize how much it was about Rex Pickett and, and until I listened to this interview with him. And very recently, uh, the Alien vs. Predator Galaxy podcast, which is the best Alien vs. Predator podcast, like bar none, they interviewed him. And they did the amazing thing that they, they do when they interview someone is they make them comfortable and just let them talk. And, like, they – and Rex Pickett goes off. And he goes off and he defiles – people's memories living and dead and just talks as much shit as he can and it is something to hear it is an experience listening to that man describe what he thinks Mm. is 
uh, amazing script that he wrote. I, I appreciate what they did, but we're, I'm not going to do that here. Rex Pickett's an asshole. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, he, <laughs> I think he's a bad, he's he's bad. An asshole. He's bad. He's, he does some bad things. <laughs> he does some like, bad things. So, like, I just want to read. If you get this script, say you download this script, which I strongly urge you never to do. Please do not do that, right? It's like fucking, you know, reading from the Necronomicon. The beginning of this script starts with a note. I was hired by 20th Century Fox four weeks prior to the start of principal photography, 11491 and Alien 3. First on my agenda was a complete rewrite of the second half of the Walter Hill, David Geiler screenplay due to certain major character and narrative changes mandated by Walter Hill. Once that was accomplished, I was to attend to the first half and write in an amalgamated version, which was to include scenes from their draft and new scenes that I wrote. Thus, the resultant screenplay, particularly the first half, contains themes that I was instructed to include whether I wanted to or not. And because of the highly exigent nature of the impending production, there was little latitude for serious change. Further, I adhered to the broken paragraph, quote unquote, <laughs> reflect uh, prose style of Hill Geiler, even though this is not a true reflection of my own prose style. <laughs> I added that part, but it's basically in there. In short, this was a <laughs> crunch time rewrite. And to fully appreciate that the work that is represented here, the reader should refer to the Hill Geiler draft that I was rewriting from. So, and by the way, by you the should, way, you should refer to that because it's a better fucking screenplay, you dipshit. He, he, he really, really screws himself over by saying that because what I did is then reading his script, I then opened up the Hill and and and, and uh, David Geiler and Walter Hill scripts beside it. And then every time I came across something in that picket draft that I thought was fucking stupid, I referred to that script to see if it was in the other script first. And let me tell you, it wasn't. This is one of the worst, <laughs> most inept screenplays I've ever read, to be honest with you. Like, it's clearly a man. You know, so, so based on that, right, your pro style doesn't fucking matter in a screenplay. Okay. <laughs> Like, yeah, that, and it's yeah. clear in this script, this is a man who wants to write a novel but is writing a screenplay. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh -huh. Screenplays are, uh, movies are about, in, in many ways, it's not the only thing, but in many ways, they're about efficiency of storytelling, right? Oh, oh so, so what you're saying is they shouldn't have, her look seems to say, Ripley help me in the script. No, no. No, no, you, you fucking shouldn't. No? no, you shouldn't have your fucking paragraph long. You know, he said he adhered to the broke, quote unquote, broken paragraph style of the screenplay. But I feel like this is a man that's never read a screenplay. <laughs> and is then shitting on people who wrote, write screenplays in part for a living for how they write screenplays. And like, I don't. Walter Hill made the fucking warrior he's a fucking great director yes yes of course right, walter fucking rules everyone knows that and i have seen david geiler in many interviews on a bunch of like behind the scenes uh, uh stuff from from alien stuff just like just in general because he was a producer for for years on that and i he doesn't seem like a bad dude and like he gets the worst of it by rex pickett in this interview because like rex pickett just and he died in 2020, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and Rex Pickett doesn't care. He just goes, "Oh yeah, he was a uh, he was a drunk who who just was Piece constantly obsessed with uh, 
picking up sex workers in Thailand. Well, I mean, I think there's a complicated history of sex tourism, right? But if that's, that's Rex fair, Pickett doesn't give a fair. fucking rat's ass about that. Rex Pickett. No, he doesn't. Fuck him. But, too, it's just rude. It's just a rude thing to say about a dead person. <laughs> like, yes, Walter Hill <laughs> is a legend who directed The Warriors in 48 fucking hours. Excuse me, a great fucking Red Heat. Uh, fucking, he, he's a fucking great director, and uh, you know, and and uh, this script is good. It's far superior to Rex Pickett, who, by the way, has a scene after Ripley shaves her head where a character runs their fingers through her hair. And you're gonna go on a podcast and talk shit about somebody else? That doesn't happen just once. It happens twice. I mean, he forgets she's bald twice. At the very end, she is going into the fire. This is her big dramatic scene. And they start talking about how her hair gets set on fire. And I'm like, Rex, buddy, pal, friend of mine, she's fucking bald. (laughs) And I just want to come back and say, like, Sideways is only saved by the fact that nobody knew that Paul Giamatti was the fucking best, right? Like, that's what (laughs) makes that movie watchable in the least, right? Is that... Rex Pickett is being played by Paul Giamatti, who can play a weaselly, disgusting prick in a, you know, charming, you know, kind of way. You know what I mean? It's what right. he's great. Yeah. He's one of the things he's great at. But, you know, go watch American Splendor instead. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's... I, <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. I'm done with that. <laughs> oh, I'm moving man, forward. That... But that movie's Oh, yeah, American Splendor is fucking awesome. That movie rules. <laughs> I love American Splendor. Yes, <laughs> and Paul Giamatti's phenomenal in it. Anyway, so, going back to yeah, this this script just blows. It's a lot of bloviating from Rex Pickett on like different shit that nobody cares about. That adds nothing. A lot of repeating themes, right? Like there's oh, a lot of lines God. and ideas that are repeated verbatim. Like there are little, like there are little thick snippets that are just like continuously repeated, and you're like, oh my god. The dialogue in this is not good. I don't like the way he writes dialogue. It's real bad. It's very bad. Ripley I like just... is really bad in this, um, in comparison to the the you know uh, the first and second draft. Right. Uh, she's you know she's like <sighs> I don't know. They add stuff to like there is a in the first and second draft. I, I just want to bring this back up because. I talked about the prisoners in the the previous script, the the, the Toei right. script. Yeah, you know they they do avoid a lot of that nastiness of the prisoners in the the first and second draft of this script, and you know I think Rex Pickett does for the most part as well, but he sort of adds some stuff that I don't I'm not in love with, which is like there's an attempted rape scene, right? There is so like that is in both, like yes. that particular scene. Isn't both, but if Rex Pickett adds like them slitting the fucking dress up and shit, yeah. and I'm like, come on, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, there's like we don't need some this. Added stuff there's no one. reason That's for like it. Extra. In in the and I'm, I'm I'm also bringing these stuff up because once we get to the next um, final script version, it's just really funny. Uh, there'll be a twist on, on, on us talking about all of these things, which is like they win. Clemens is the character, I think, right? That's the doctor, right? Yeah. yeah. She sleeps with Clemens, right? Which is totally fine. I, yeah. I actually really dig that, like how she's just like, listen, I'm a woman. I've been floating in space forever. I need to get 
I need to get some. You know what I mean? He's like, cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's relatively sex positive. It's totally cool, right? And then she stands yep. up naked, right? But then Rex Pickett's like, no, eh, she's draped in a sheet. You can't be, make her naked. <laughs> you fucking incel. Okay? <laughs> but, like, come on. <laughs> but that's uh, some, like, so fu- that's dumb. I, look, I think he does some royally stupid things with Clemens. Because I think Clemens is one of the characters who I love Clemens in the movie. Because, again, you got Charles. No, Dance yeah, of course. That's your man. And Char- Charles. And I think that's, like, really, I think that's probably why I like that character so much is because it is Charles yeah, Dance. Yeah, you love but, that you dude. Know, oh, who doesn't? I am who in doesn't? love with Charles Dance. Yeah, no, I'm uh, aware. He's the greatest. <laughs> but he, in this script, because in the, in the movie, I think one of the very interesting things about that character is that they kind of take something that was actually in the David Toey script is that it was like a character who was like drunk and then he gets called in to do something, and then the resultant of that is, like, a bunch of people die, right? Oh, and yes. Oh, God. Yes. The, it's it's way better put in, in, in the, the refined <laughs> final No, version, no, no. Right? I, I actually like that. I really like that in the first and second draft, how he's like, I was just drunk. Hey, <laughs> so, so, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go go ahead, finish what you're, what you're saying, your thought, and I'll come back. No, but, but, but. So they bring that in, and, and like, I think that's just, like, a – it just seems like a, a more realistic discussion they're having. It seems like a realistic situation that could have happened. Like, he's talking about how he's at this residency, and he was just like, oh, he was so stressed, so he went and get a drunk drink, and then a whole explosion happened. And then yeah. he went in for the emergency and started – and he, he mix, mixed up a whole bunch of, like, meds. He gave people the wrong meds, and a bunch of people died, right? Right. And negligence, and right? Uh, criminal negligence, negligence right? right? Uh, Cri- criminal, and, and yes, of course, yeah. criminal negligence. But what Rick Pickett does without any fucking explanation, like any, there's like barely any, is you find out that his wife got some disease, ended up in a coma, was pregnant, and then he euthanized them both. Uh-huh. And then he died. <laughs> more, like, more than that really quickly more than that right so in the first and second draft he's gotten drunk right which has caused him to do this right yeah in the rex picket he even changes that and then has him sipping whiskey as he's telling the story <laughs> it really feels oh like God, rex picket is like is like you're not gonna besmirch alcohol i wrote a whole book about it <laughs> Just wait until you see what I have to say about well, Merlot. Right, if, it was, right. if he got Merlot drunk, then yeah, he would have done all kinds of fucked up shit. What? Why? <laughs> it doesn't. Yes, that doesn't make it. But like it, like the story doesn't make any sense because he doesn't explain it. He, like no, just a mysterious what? coma. He just didn't like the idea that the the dude got drunk and fucking yeah. And, and like, that shit so happens. Like, the, like, that's what's great about that. And it was great as the turn the character makes when he's like, and she's like, are you sorry? And he's like, I'm sorry for what happened to those people. I'm not sorry for my punishment. I deserve that. Right? And yeah, um, yeah. this is a screenplay. These screenplays, in a lot of ways, do 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 forgiveness in a prison environment. Right? And that's sort of what that's supposed to be about, I think. You know? He's reformed yeah. in many ways. You know? 
And that's a really subtle theme as opposed to the Rex Pickett themes, which are just hammered in your face about fucking babies and fucking, you know, he does that because, oh, he killed a baby and that's what's going to have to happen to Ripley at the end of the screenplay. Right, but it's a fucking alien. It's not a baby. It's not an actual baby. The baby's not going to come out and be like, mama. Okay, sorry, that does actually happen in Alien Resurrection where the newborn. I mean, yeah, I mean, I. I, But we're not going to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) Right now, we but I also sort of think, and I know it happens, right? It's a theme that runs through Alien, but, like, I wish we just dropped that, you know, because sort of it starts with Alien, you know, and, and the subtle idea of impregnation of men, right, or whatever. Right. And then yeah. it becomes yeah. an Aliens about Ripley losing her daughter oh. and her being a mom oh, and mom. Newt being her surrogate daughter and that, like, let's just, uh, that theme's done. Let's leave it. Let's that. leave it. I just don't, yeah. want, and I, I, I don't do mind an Aliens. The final Alien. Alien 3, right. like, I wish we left that theme to the end. I don't, so, so, here's the thing. I don't view Alien 3 to be actually about pregnancy at all. No, no, I'm talking about in these screenplays. They're, they're doing that in these screenplays. Yes. Oh, yes, 100%. But I always view Alien 3 as more like chronic illness and like living with chronic illness. And I think there's like a very good cancer metaphor um, involved in that. Like, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, literally she loses her hair. And it's like a lot Mm. of talking about what it's like having a debilitating illness and and what it's like to know that you're going to die, essentially. And it's about like the finality of like, you can't hear this. I'm going to die. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? How am I going to make... Like, I find it a very interesting film about looking through that lens. And the Rex Pickett is just, like, taking a giant piss Yeah, she gives birth. She comes out and she, like, cradles it to her breast as she falls in the... Yeah, It's fucking dumb. Fuck you. And that does kind of lend go into the final script as well, but I wish that part went away. Because I think a lot of that is yeah. not in the first and second draft. Right. Yeah, the Rex Pickett draft is, is the worst script of all of these. I, I would rather <laughs> I would rather reread the fucking monks the, than the Rex Pickett script. The, okay, what the funniest thing about Rex Pickett draft is at one point, Gallic has released the oh alien. Oh, my God. And then he gets cocooned. Oh my God. So he gets cocooned. Oh Nobody does anything to him. They just he wears the skin and calls it a dragon coat. Yes, he does. That's fucking. This is so fucking um, stupid. You're not gonna take my dragon coat. That like oh shut fuck off. But what I mean is that they, he is literally being turned into an alien cocoon. They see it. Multiple people see it. They go, oh, that's what happened to Gallic. They don't do anything to him. They just leave. Because he's crazy. They don't even kill him, yeah, though. They yeah. <laughs> it's like he's turning into a thing. Do you like think Rex Pickett would show then... mercy on somebody who was in that situation, or do you think he would just fucking <laughs> rat away down a fucking hide in a corner <laughs> like a lumpy rat fucking... and fucking eat cheese and drink wine? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I just thought that was hilarious in that, like, you know, even in that, yeah, like going back to the first time we ever saw like uh, like the overmorphing process happening, which is what it's called in the Fleming universe. Excuse me. Uh, they like 
in the alien director's cut, like she kills Dallas when she finds him getting turned yeah. into the thing. She like uses the flamethrower, yes. like she flames him, and like every other time in every other fucking movie or anything else in this property, they find someone else going through that. They deal with the problem, but Rex Pickens trap is just like, huh? Oh, yeah, look at that. Even in Aliens, when they have all right to just jump the fuck out of there because they're under imminent threat, they stop and fucking kill everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's just like so weird <laughs> that that scene specifically because they're just like, huh, wow, fuck, sucks to be you, dude. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna leave now. Bye. <laughs> and like, why did you not <laughs> resolve that problem? Oh god. Oh god. This fucking script sucks. Okay? Yeah, I don't like this script at all. Do not like this script. <sighs> so what do you have to say about the final draft? I mean, not much more to add to what happens in the final draft than what we've talked about already. There's some changes. I actually think it'd be interesting to talk about three the final draft in comparison to when we talk about actually Alien Three and the differences there. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I just think some of the things that I have want to have conversations about are in Alien Three. I will bring up one thing that I've never loved is like the XXY or thing or the XYY thing, right? Because that's like an actual real thing people have, and it does not make them into violent criminals. That's <laughs> kind of fucked up. So. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that. That's mentioned many times in the, in all three of those scripts. Like, oh really? Oh yeah. Uh, the people there. Are, oh, this is the X Y Y colony, right? Like all the men there are have X Y Y chromosomes, which is an actual genetic abnormality, I guess you would say, and it just tends to make people bigger and have like spinal issues, you know, and a variety of things. It doesn't turn them into violent criminals, so. I did want to bring that up because I think that's kind of shitty. That's good. That's good to mention. That's good to mention. And I guess that's what they're saying because they never really – I mean, I don't know what else they could be saying with this is the XYY colony. You know what I mean? We're all men. This is the XYY colony. Like what else does, could that mean? Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't love in general the idea of like these men, um, which is in the, the other – also sort of like – in the pr in some of the previous scripts, the the Tui and the uh, script, which is like men just can't help themselves when the woman is around. I'm just kind of like I don't love that stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, and I, I get the prisoners, and you want to have some edge to them. I totally get that, and I'm not against that in principle whatsoever. I just think there's better ways that you can handle it. I do think it's handled better here than in the the Tui script. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering that dude's name. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I, I think the action stuff really works, you know. Um, I think you can see – I love I, – I'm glad I read these scripts because I think it's going to be very informative to talk about, like, what Fincher brings to Alien 3. And I actually think it's a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sana, what do you think? No, no, I think that's all. That's all good. I, I, I think probably just saving most of that stuff to talk about in the actual movie is probably the best bet. Yeah, 
yeah, we'll go back over that stuff when we talk about Alien Three. What, what would what was your least favorite, and what was your favorite of these scripts? <sighs> so the caveat is there's a difference between my favorite and the best script. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three. I'm gonna give you the best and my favorite. So you know where I'm going with that already. My least favorite is Rex Pickett. Fuck this guy. Fuck his script. Fuck everything to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, listeners, if I've been very negative. I just I don't that guy really raised my hackles. I'm gonna be honest with you. Ne- um, and next, I thought and I, next, and I, next month we're reading Sideways. Oh, so, fucking uh, right. Or his <laughs> other five fucking sequel books. Do you know that are out there? Did you know that he's written written like a whole bunch of sequel oh, books, yeah. um, which I'm sure are wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> the best script is the first William Gibson script, in my opinion. But I, hundred um, percent, my favorite's the Eric Red script. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love that script. Is so <laughs> cuckoo bananas. It'd be such a fun movie. I understand it would blow up the Alien franchise and make it unfilmable forever. I, after that, except as you said, as like Alien Five, fucking like direct to dvd right i get that i get that i'm just saying i'm just going based on the single script on what i would what i like about it and it is so unhinged and fun uh and i i'm into stupid well yeah stupid no it's a b movie why are you shitting on b movies andrew i thought you were you were a man of the people okay i thought you were a man that supported you know cult film and i don't uh, yeah no I, now i'm finding out you're no. just a rex picket you know <laughs> that's you know what that <laughs> takes off mask is uh it's me rex picket the whole time you're being a real <laughs> rex picket about this rare red script i'm telling you right now look call, call it not alien maybe i'm into it don't it does feel more alien. like don't a critter put... script doesn't it which is hilarious because David Dewey wrote Critters 2. Oh, too. man, and Critters 2, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the best B-movies of all fucking time. Like it, We literally will talk about it. Oh, I cannot podcast, wait. Now we have so a good. Right? <laughs> like, and, and I'm saying, I do not say, I want you to understand, when I say B-movie, I do not say it disparagingly. Like, I, I'm mo- I. most of my favorite movies are B-movies. Critters 2 is so it, fucking good. Especially the B-movie, oh. right? That's your favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh god, I was gonna do a Jerry Seinfeld impression, well, but the I, yeah, with these yeah, but, I was gonna say I was gonna do a Jerry Seinfeld impression, but I have too much restraint, and we learned something today, didn't we? <laughs> What's the deal with this trial? <laughs> Red baby, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I mean, what you? What's yours? What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? My, mine is like the same as you, really, Eric except Red? for the Eric Red oh. script, which I fucking hate. It's the the first draft of the uh, William Gibson, and my my least favorite is like it's a toss up between the fucking first monk script and the Rex Pickett <sighs> script. And I think I think I give the Rex Pickett script more guff because I hate that interview made me so mad, and I hated that dude so much that I'm like. Well, like, but you don't even need to hear that because I just read you how the script starts. He told you I'm a douchebag at the beginning of this. You know? Not reminiscent of my prose. Yeah, style. fuck off. <laughs> and he's also a dude who 100% thinks he's better than You, Yes, exactly. Yes, that really pisses me off. And, 
Like, dude, you wrote one book that nobody gives a fuck about if fucking <laughs> Alex Payne and fucking, you know, Paul Giamatti hadn't been had made it something meaningful. Like, get oh, fucking stop sniffing your own farts. All right. And, you know, get over yourself. All right. You're not too good for Alien. Just saying. <laughs> Next week, uh, I think it might be a good idea to maybe listen to those and listen to the uh, audio version, the audio play for Alien 3 in two weeks, and then maybe take a look at the comics if you're down. Okay. I mean, what am I going to say? I'm on. I'm being recorded right now. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who edits it. You can just and it so I can say anything like next week we are going to read the do a live read of the Eric <laughs> yes count on it oh Jason where can we find you on the internet really nowhere I mean I'm just being like honestly Good. I'm off the internet really except for here you know yeah that's it that's it I'm here yeah yeah I'm also here and only here and nothing but here uh, if you have any comments and suggestions or anything you'd like to hear, see us cover in the future, feel free. You can email me at roebuck.andrew at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, guys, and have a great Rex day. Rex Pickett, if Bye. you're listening to this, email us. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>